0: Welcome to Soulways. I'm Carl Magruder, the Accidental Chaplain. Today we're going to talk about the cape and the cloak, palliative care chaplaincy, and what it means to provide spiritual care in the face of life-limiting illness. Sometimes I'm referred to as a spiritual support counselor, and sometimes using the old word of chaplain. Chaplain is off-putting to a lot of people, and that's why spiritual support counselor has become much more common in healthcare chaplaincy in recent years. I'm trying to reclaim chaplain, and in this episode, we'll discuss why. I call myself the accidental chaplain. I went to seminary with a deep concern for the state of our earth, and an understanding that the human relationship to the earth was very out of order, and that that was essentially a spiritual and a moral problem and not a technical problem. Windmills might be part of the solution, but really what we have to do is shift our relationship to the living planet. And I was disappointed after a year of study to discover that the questions I was asking, not only were there not answers, but there really weren't very many folks who were asking the questions. And so I would borrowed a little bit of money for the first year of seminary and didn't know what to do. So I looked into doing my field education, which is usually done at the end of studies. And by chance, if you believe in chance, there was an opening to do a clinical pastoral education internship for one year with a stipend and healthcare. So that was kind of a no brainer. And I went and interviewed for it. And that began a year of compassion boot camp. I'm a person who thinks about things. I love reason and logic and systems. I have a Master's of Divinity degree, but my first Master's was in Sociology and how human beings interact with one another in groups, different cultures, and systems. What I found in the hospital was that all of my reasoning and cleverness and argument and analysis was virtually worthless at the bedside that it didn't help people who were facing serious illness, suffering, fear, existential angst. It wasn't useful in that setting. And so what I learned to do was to take that carapace off, that shell that I had developed as a way of coping with the world, and leave it in the hallway and go into the room and sit down with an open heart and a listening ear, and see how I might be of service to the person who was there. And in the midst of doing that, a beautiful world opened up to me in which there was just souls encountering souls with no particular agenda but to be present, to be in a state of awe and appreciation, and that somehow grace could enter in and provide a healing It was beyond any medical intervention, and in fact, often a healing that would happen as life was ending. The meaning of the word heal, or health, is related to wholeness and wellness. And so when we talk about a cure, we're talking about reversing a disease process and curing a person of their medical illness. But when we talk about healing, something else is at stake. And I have had the privilege of accompanying many people who were healing, who were becoming more whole, who were becoming more well, even as their bodies were letting go and letting go. And that's been a great privilege and a great joy in my life. So I became a chaplain by accident, if you believe in accidents. Here's why I want to retain the word chaplain. I guess I should start with the argument against. The argument against is that chaplain is associated with the military in many people's minds and it is very strongly associated with a Christian tradition in many people's minds. Of course, in healthcare, all of the chaplains that you would encounter in healthcare are interfaith chaplains. They will not proselytize and they are by nature themselves grounded probably in a specific tradition but open to all manner of expression of human spirituality and how human beings experience beauty, connection, meaning, purpose. And those transcend any particular religious tradition. So it's important not to present as being in one particular camp or area. It can, in fact, be a funny trap when people try to figure out if your orthodoxy is appropriate to their belief system. I have discovered a lot of clever ways of (laughs) trying to avoid being caught out as, as not being, in some way, theologically acceptable. The original story of the chaplain is a Christian story. It's about Martin of Tours, who was a French saint in the Roman Catholic Church. He was in the military, as everyone was expected to be. And when his group was returning to the city, there was a beggar by the city gate who was begging for alms. And in those days, the soldiers wore a long cloak that reached down to their ankles. What St. Martin did was cut his cloak in half lengthwise and give half of it to the beggar so that the beggar would not be cold. Now, this was a heavy wool cloak that was woven with the lanolin in it so it would shed water and it would cloth in those days was all made by hand. The red dye was very expensive. And of course, after he had given half of his cloak away to the beggar, he had a cape. It only came down to his waist and he looked kind of silly compared to everyone else. And so, boys being boys, the other soldiers made fun of him and they called him Capellano, the cape, the man with the cape. And that became Chaplain. And so the chaplain is someone who cares for those who are suffering and is able to extend themselves, perhaps to sacrifice consciously some amount of their time and energy for the benefit of others. It's important to note that St. Martin kept half of his cape so that he himself was not naked. And that's something that all of us need to keep in mind as we try to care for the people that we love. But that's the story of the chaplain, the capellan, And I think it's important to retain. There are now Jewish chaplains and secular humanist chaplains and Muslim chaplains and Buddhist chaplains galore. And so I, I invite you to think about using the word chaplain. But when I meet someone new, I do introduce myself as the spiritual support counselor because chaplain is still a little off-putting for some. And I don't ever want to admit any sort of impediment that's not necessary. Spiritual support is vague enough and hopefully invites a conversation in which folks can start to be the experts educating me about how they find meaning and purpose and beauty in the world. One of the questions that is asked of chaplains is to Articulate a theology of spiritual care. This is the kind of exercise that is very challenging for someone like me. I like things that are cut and dried to be cut and dried, but I'm very comfortable with things that are amorphous being amorphous. And so the theology of spiritual care that many chaplains would provide in a chaplaincy course would be pages long and basically amounts to a systematic theology where things fit together and make sense. My world is much more full of mystery than that. And so all I could say was that I believe that there is a divine spark within every person, which we might call God, but we might not. And that that spark has within it all of the strength and wisdom and resources that that person needs. So I'm not trying to inculcate anything or shape anyone, but I'm trying to serve as a midwife to help them to give some birth and expression and to have greater access to that spark that is within them, that can guide them and comfort them and give them strength in the midst of suffering. So that's my simple theology. Of spiritual care. Part of the Soulways podcast is directed by you, our listeners. We want to invite you to send in any questions or comments that you have to the email that's in the show notes. You can send us a voice message or you can send us a written message. Your voice message might be played on the air and then I will try to respond to your questions and comments in keeping with this idea that this spark of wisdom exists within you also, listener, and that you may have something that is of value for others to hear. Please share it. Besides chaplain, another word that is sometimes off-putting or just mysterious is palliative. Palliative care. And the origin is, in some ways, Related to the origin of the word chaplain, which you remember came from cape, from uh, St. Martin, who gave away the bottom half of his cloak, making it a cape. The word for cloak in Latin is pallium, from which we get palliative. Palliative care is cloaking care. It wraps a warm blanket around the person who has illness, or suffering. It protects them from the cold, from pain, from feeling alone, and addresses the sources of suffering that can be addressed. And so the cape and the cloak work together in palliative care chaplaincy, where we're part of a team of palliative care providers that usually includes a nurse, a social worker, and a physician, and sometimes a nurse practitioner. And the focus is to cloak, to wrap a warm blanket around, to address the symptoms that people experience, but also to take seriously what Dame Cecily Saunders, who started the hospice movement in the United Kingdom, called ominously total pain including social pain, psychological pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, as well as physical pain and suffering. Palliative care is often described as an extra layer of care that is specifically focused on symptom management. It is not essentially end-of-life care per se. Many palliative care patients will live for a long time Hospice care is a kind of palliative care that is specifically focused on end-of-life care, and I have also done some of that kind of work. The beauty of working with people for their spiritual well-being in the face of life-limiting illness is that stuck places, old baggage, injuries, and habits get unstuck and start to move around, and an incredible amount of spiritual growth and development and deepening becomes possible, even though the conditions that have opened us to new ways of seeing are not what we would choose. The gifts are such that there's an staggering number of occasions on which I've been talking with someone with a terminal cancer or with a great deal of pain or with a a stubborn neurological disorder like ALS, and they have said, I am so grateful for what this disease has given me. It's very humbling to be in the presence of that kind of understanding. This has been Soulways with your host, Carl Magruder, the accidental chaplain, looking at the cloak and the cape, palliative care chaplaincy. Thank you for joining us. May you be both blessed and blessing as you move through your week. Soulways is a production of Civic Light Projects. Our episode was produced by Carl Magruder and Marta Rusick. Wind chimes sound effects created by Jonathan Shaw, and our theme was created by Carl Magruder. This episode of Soulways is sponsored by Friends General Conference. For over 120 years... FGC has nurtured the spiritual lives of friends through programs like the annual FGC gathering, the Ministry on Racism program, the Spiritual Deepening program, Quaker books, and much more. To learn more, visit fgcquaker.org. That's f g c q u a k e r . o r g.